Hey y'all, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Making Meaning is a podcast by the Cohere Collective, here to help guide you along your path to make meaning in a way that makes sense for you. This week, I am joined by myself and my wonderful pupper who is laying on the ground over there. My parents are out of town, so I'm getting to watch our dog, and I just love having her here. So if you feel a special twinkle of energy in this episode, that's why. It's Sage. It's been a hot second since I recorded a bonus episode with just me. I know everyone can relate to this, but life is crazy. Um, yeah, life is crazy and it gets busy, but... I felt really called to talk about my experience of this last week, and I'm excited to be here doing that with you. So before I just hop into it, if you are here on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave this video a like, give me a comment down below about how your last week was. What downloads did you get? What glimmers did you get? Did you get any whispers? Did any synchronicities pop up any angel numbers any little moments of i'm on the right path let me know if you are on apple podcasts or spotify please subscribe to the podcast over there give us a five star rating and leave a review i always say it because i feel like i have to but it really is the best way to support the podcast to support the work that we're doing over here at the cohere collective and it means the world. <laughs> it really and truly does. So thank you. I think that's all I want to say before we hop in since it's just me. So with all of that being said, let's take a deep breath. And jump into it. Okay, now I got to pull up my notes. So I started this episode by saying I really wanted to talk about the experience of the last week, which sounds a little different for me. Normally when I do a bonus episode, that's just me chatting. I have some sort of topic or thing that I really want to talk about that's a little bit more pointed and specific, but so much happened that felt really disparate, but the more I reflected on it, I was so amazed by how connected all of those things actually were and it has just been such a moment of growth and for lack of a better term like for our audio listeners there's air quotes around this but leveling up um and it's been a really powerful week for me and my own making meaning experience so I figure what better avenue to talk about it so Hopping back to the beginning, last week on Tuesday, I had my weekly therapy session. I always have therapy on Tuesdays. It is one of those staples in my self-care routine that even on weeks that I am not going to bed on time, that I'm not drinking enough water, that like those bare minimum things aren't being met, I have someone there to hold me accountable to take an hour for myself to reflect, think, grow, all of those things. And I walked into therapy and started having this conversation that was 
very much about my career and my next steps in life. Um, A really big thing that I'm planning on for this year, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast yet, but some content will start coming out about it. Um, I will be moving to Italy and traveling through Europe um, in the second half of the year. I'm planning on staying there for at least a year, hopefully pursuing another higher education degree. And so in this therapy session, we were really talking about me preparing for this big move while also, you know, still freelancing and doing consulting work on the side while also pursuing Cohere and having these really big moving pieces all while (laughs) needing to pay bills and eat food and survive all costs money, right? And so career and profession, especially in the United States is also tied up in money, right? So we're talking about all of these things. And I just had this moment of realization where I was like, I just have so much fear around money, around not having enough, around having to give up a dream because I won't be able to provide for myself or other people eventually, right? And it just kind of hit me like, why do I have this fear? Like, there has never been a time in my life that I have not been provided for. One, because I lived an extremely fortunate, blissful childhood, extremely privileged childhood, and never had to worry about that. But even as an adult, even times where I'm living paycheck to paycheck or things are getting a little thin, something always manages to come in and fill the vacuum that was left by something else. Even when it's like, okay, I really need to step away from this job, another opportunity has come to fill its place. And so it it was just very much this realization of like, why am I so afraid? Because worst case scenario, I'll be okay. I'll figure it out, right? And I think that fear gets in the way of me really going for things a lot of the time, of falling short of my goals. Because if I really jump headfirst into something and I fall short, I think there's this voice in the back of my head that's saying, not only will you fail and it'll be a public failure and that'll be embarrassing, but you'll also lose all your money and therefore be like destitute and not okay and have to do all these other things, right? When that's just simply not true. Failure is scary and embarrassing as it is doesn't necessarily equal like financial ruin. But then through the course of talking about these professional things in therapy, as happens, we got to the root of really where that fear was stemming from. And it's really not a fear of being destitute. It's a fear of being abandoned, of being alone. Because a life where you can't where you feel like you're grasping to stand financially, at least for me, manifests very similarly as feeling left 
and abandoned. Like those two feelings just like in my body land very similarly. And it tied back into that same feeling of this fear of just going for it, of just jumping. Because what if I jump? And one, even before it potentially fails, which why would you even put that out there, right? But even that aside, what if in going for it, you meet judgment, ridicule, abandonment, being left? Then what if you go for it? And it fails. And this thing that you've pinned, I see, and I'm even saying you to separate it from myself, this thing that I've pinned so much passion into doesn't work out. That would feel like the ultimate self-betrayal. It would feel like I had left myself, let myself down. And like there would be good reason for the people that I love to not respect me to leave me. Clearly, this is showing all of these inner workings, right? And and I don't, I, I fear that I'm not even using exactly the right words to describe how I'm feeling. I know I'm not because how do you put exactly how you're feeling into words? It's impossible. I can't share my experience with you, but I'm trying my best <laughs> as we all do. And within that, of course, Cohere, the podcast is just such a big part of that for me. The podcast is one part of Cohere, and Cohere is my baby. It is the thing that feels like the thing that is going to be everything for me. And I think the idea of really going for something that you care so deeply about that is where I gain fulfillment, is where I feel my purpose is, it would feel like I was failing at my purpose, even though logically I know I'm not. I think that's where the darkest part of myself likes to go when I'm sitting in fear. Further, when I'm sitting in that fear, that is when I personally become hypervigilant about other people's reactions and other people's thoughts and opinions. And I'll even find myself like, sitting one-on-one, like literally no one else is home. It's me, two lights, a mic, a camera, and Sweet Sage. And her head just popped up. She could hear her name. Um, And I'll find myself like phrasing things differently or, oh, maybe say this in a different way because what if someone interprets it like this? Or maybe use this word instead because someone could read something negative into that. And it's why am I the one getting in the way of my own purpose. Like that is what I am actively doing when I am sitting in fear is I am shutting my own purpose down. I am shutting my power down out of fear that I am projecting onto other people. Sure, there are people that in my lifetime have proven to me that they are not, you know, the most supportive people and, you know, you live and you learn and you move on. But even if you do lose people or even if people do misunderstand, because that is always a possibility, sitting in your purpose, you will always find the people that align with you. And when you are sitting in alignment with your higher self, you are never alone because you always have yourself. And I think when I am like steeping in fear is when I lose sight of my highest self and I feel the most alone. But when I step out of fear 
and step into my power, that's when I feel the highest Reese is right there with me, right? And that's when I feel like I'm not alone anymore. So over the course of this therapy session on Tuesday, all of this really started being stirred up because one, therapy is a great place for all of this to get stirred up, right? It's a great place to start opening these jars and exploring these cans of beans. And through having done a lot of work in therapy, it was it really felt like the the next step in my growth was here, was ready. On top of that, I am experiencing a lot of personal life changes career-wise, education-wise, moving, all of these things. My friend group is shifting and changing as well. Um, my family is shifting and changing. It is just this huge time of change for me personally. But then we zoom out and we see it is a huge radical time of change for the world, for the universe. In our collective consciousness, we are all kind of feeling this shift, the energetic change or whatever is happening. Like You go online and you just see something is in the air, something's coming. And people have always said stuff like that, right? But even as a young person who didn't always experience all of those things, there is something about this time that feels different to me. Um, like I even remember in 2012 when people were saying it was the end of the world and it was like, it it was very easy to brush that off as it's really not that big of a deal. This energy feels really poignant to me. And while I don't think the end of the world is coming, I don't even think it's something negative. I think something probably really positive is coming but it's going to be a difficult change just because any change is difficult. So all of that being said, I think all of us are really entering this time of radical change. And then if you want to throw in astrology into that, this year is wild. Like the the stars say so. And I think all of us can feel that too. So this moment has just really felt like prepping and gearing up for something, something big. And so much of my life has felt like prepping and gearing up for something big. And I think fear has been what is holding me back from that something big. Instead of just saying fuck it and doing something big. Like why have I been sitting and preparing for something big when I can just do something big, you know? So all of that. (laughs) Let's do something big, y'all. So therapy was really powerful. Um, Then I also had a conversation at one of my um, consulting jobs about finances and about um, trying to advocate for what I need, but also meeting the company where they're at and having one of those difficult conversations where, especially as a young woman, it's uncomfortable for me to go in and ask for money. That is just not something that I think anyone likes doing. No one likes talking about money. It's on the list of things you don't talk about, right? It's like you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about politics, and you don't talk about money. Walking into that conversation I was feeling a lot of turmoil from just having come out of therapy, but also this newfound confidence in myself 
of, you know what? There really isn't anything to be afraid of. And that conversation went so beautifully. And I felt like it really brought me closer to um, the person that I'm working with, as opposed to separating us in a way that I thought could be really detrimental if I advocated too strongly for myself. But instead, I think it aligned us in this really beautiful way of finding where our goals are similar and trying to help each other reach our personal goals and aligning that with how that can help the company too. And it was just this really cool synchronistic moment of when you take care of yourself and you show up for what you need, other people are able to do that too, right? Like by you making space for yourself to for yourself, for, by you making space for yourself, period, full stop, other people see that it is okay to hold that space for themselves too. And you are holding that space for them. And it was just such a lived experience of something that like logically I've known to be true. And, you know, you experience in small ways, but this was just a really powerful, profound moment of that for me where it was like, wow, I was really afraid again, sitting in fear, to walk in here and take up space and ask for what I need. And boy, howdy, <laughs> did it go well. Um, and not only help me, but help the people in my life, even in a professional sense. After having that conversation on the car ride home, I also got to chatting with my parents about, you know, how that conversation went. And During that conversation, I had a lot of things come up about this fear that I've been steeping in, and I felt that feeling rise again within myself. And it was just over the course of this one day, this one Tuesday, I had three really powerful moments of recognizing how much I let external things that I've largely projected control me and how much I let my own fear control me. One was in this like personal growth sense in therapy. One was in this professional sense at one of my freelance gigs. And one was in a relationship sense with my family, with my parents, with my the closest people to me in my life. And that night I was sitting there and I was just like, goodness gracious, okay, universe, I hear you. Like, this fear has been a, this image just came to me of how I wanted to describe it, and so I'm going to share it. Uh, This, like, glass pane weighing down on me, where if I'm, like, pressed flat against the floor, and there's this huge, heavy, thick glass pane, I can see through it, and people can see me, But there is always this barrier of separation and it is preventing my energy from truly going and it is stopping me from truly getting up off the floor. But I can see enough to get by. People can see me enough to know me a little bit. But there is still that barrier. I am still holding a degree of separation between myself as I am now in my highest self, between who I am now and the person I want to be, between me and my relationships, me and my purpose. 
And it was just this moment of we're shattering that glass, right? So much glass that we have to shatter in our lives is societally imposed, politically imposed, economically imposed. In this specific circumstance, it has been self-imposed. And it was just like, enough is enough, Reese. Like, (laughs) you owe it to yourself to fucking shatter that glass. Like, what are you doing? You are more than this. You can do this. Let's, again, I'll reframe it. Let's do something big. And you can't do something big with glass weighing you down. Having all of these realizations on Tuesday gave me a full day on Wednesday to just process. And boy, did I process. A lot of things came up while I was thinking about this. And I journaled about it. And of course, I had to do some other work. But in the morning and in the evening, really getting to think through what this experience meant for me in those realizations, one of the most powerful things that I I come back to again and again was the, you got to put your own mask on first. That so much of the fear that I do hold, I think goes back to not being good enough, of fear of other people not seeing me as good enough, fear of other people not accepting me, fear of not having anyone to rely on, right? Even though, of course, I have so many beautiful people in my life to rely on that this really is just like an undergirdle perennial fear of mine. Oh, good shake, Seiji. To truly start moving past that fear, I think it has to come back to self-love. And not self-love in face masks and skincare and bubble baths, which are amazing. And anyone who knows me will tell you I am such a skincare girl and I love a bath. If I can take a bath, I will take a bath. Like, it, I, if I could record podcasts from the bathtub, I would. Like, I love a bath. <laughs> but as much as that is great and communicates to your mind and to your body and to your soul that you're taking care of yourself... I do think there's a deeper layer to self-love that is doing the hard work of forcing yourself to show up vulnerably, forcing yourself to not just set boundaries, but hold them and holding yourself accountable for the things you said you're going to do, not in if you told a friend you're getting brunch, like you have to hold yourself accountable for that, but in if you've told yourself You are going to start telling people when they hurt your feelings, telling people when they hurt your feelings and giving them the opportunity to grow with you through that experience. That's self-love. If you've told yourself you are going to start drinking water at least like 40 ounces a day and then you let yourself get by, that's communicating to your mind, to your body and to your soul that you don't care about yourself enough to hold yourself to that standard. However, if someone else had promised you that they were going to do something equivalent, like bring you 40 ounces of water a day, and they didn't, you'd be like, okay, well, I can't trust that person. They made this promise to me and they fell through. So when you make those promises to yourself and you fall through, what are you communicating to yourself that you can't rely on yourself even though you can You are your own greatest ally. 
You always can rely on yourself. You are your best thing. You are your superpower. So for me, it was just this moment of, I am going to start showing up for myself the way I deserve, period. I am going to treat myself the way that I want to be treated. You know, they say treat others the way that you want to be treated. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. We are so mean to ourselves and say things to ourselves that we would never say to other people. Why is it that the first commitment I will back out on is the one I've made to myself? But so many of us do that. So many of us do that. And for me, this just was a moment of it is out of fear of rejection. But the biggest rejection is the one we give to ourselves. The next day, on Thursday, I sat down with the beautiful, wonderful, talented, enlightened, any positive adjective you could think of, insert here, please, um, Kelly Castle. She is a dear friend of mine, and we co-host an event called The Thinkers Meetup, and she's an astrologer. And I was like, Kelly, (laughs) help me, please. I would like, you know, another frame through which to look at all of this. And I mean, y'all know I advocate for this all the time. Use any tool that works. I'm I like to use tarot. I like to use therapy. I like to use astrology. I like to use neuroscience. I like to use um, journaling and art. Like we can truly use so many different systems and frameworks and modalities that are out there to just get a different angle at what we're going through, right? And so I luckily had booked Um, a couple weeks in advance, the session with Kelly, and I shared with her a little bit about what I'd been experiencing and some of these decisions that are kind of coming up for me and some of the stuff that I'm processing. And everything she said just really helped to crystallize in my mind the moment of life that I am entering. If you're into astrology, or even if you're not, a lot of my signs are entering my 11th house, or just about to enter my 11th house, which is the house of career and passion and pursuits. My Aquarius is entering my 11th house. Aquarius is dream, is passion, is higher self entering career, right? Which it's like, whoa. (laughs) Okay. Hi, universe. Hi, signs. And she asked me this really beautiful question that has really stuck with me. And she said, what is it that you truly want to connect with? And automatically, first thing out of my mouth was people. I want to connect with people. It just reminded me so much of how Cohere, this beautiful thing, was created, was founded to be a collective. I never wanted this to be me. I didn't want it to be the Reese show. I don't want it to be the Reese show. I want it to be a collection of stories and experiences and systems and things and people that help us all grow and make meaning together. And as I was talking to Kelly about this, she said, Reese, I hear you. I think that's great. But in order to connect with people, you have to connect with yourself. And in connecting with yourself, your story is what will connect you to people. See, this this is why I mean she is so brilliant and lovely. 
and and that was just such a paradigm shift moment for me in once again coming back to you can't pour from an empty cup put your own mask on first you can't be afraid of rejection and then reject yourself first right it's like that is so counterintuitive it's like you're afraid of like twisting the Wayne Gretzky quote around but you're afraid of missing the shot so you just don't take shots you're doing the thing you're afraid of already to yourself you might as well try right and that was just such a mo like a revelation for me and and I feel like I keep saying that but that is why this week was just so powerful for me and crazy that these things just kept coming up and as I was talking to her I was like but I I don't want to be again air quotes for our audio listeners an influencer I don't want it to be like Reese Brown Incorporated I sure want to be a conduit for this work and I I do want to share my story. I think my story is important and can help people. And I do want to be authentic and open. But there's something about that that feels icky. And she was like, why are you getting in your own way? Don't be an influencer then. Don't call it that. Do it your way. But share your story. If you want to connect with people, you need to connect with people. Not this faceless thing but you, which can happen through the medium of Cohere, through the beauty of what I founded Cohere to be. And it just really, guys, like, opened my eyes to, you know, how much I say you are your own best thing to other people, how much I want to encourage other people to show up as their highest self. But then in doing this work, I hold myself back from showing up as myself. Like, it's crazy. These blocks that I've put up for myself. And it was just another like punch in that glass that has been on top of me. And we got some really great action plan steps down and got some really great dates and deadlines for things that are going to be really energetically aligned for me that I'm really excited for. That night after my session with Kelly, um, I a, a dog was dropped off for me to watch, a dear, dear friend, um, their family dog I was watching for the weekend. The next morning, something a little scary happened with the dog. I will preface, she is absolutely fine. Everyone is fine. No one got hurt. But once again, I automatically jumped to shame, guilt, fear of rejection, betrayal, not being good enough, not being lovable, not being worthy, like all of these things, right? It it was just this moment of like, I, I almost couldn't catch my breath until I had this revelation of this is the thing. This is the thing we're working on just in another layer. Not to trivialize the experience of my friend or her family or their dog, but in the spirit of trying to find growth in everything and that the universe brings you lessons that you need to keep learning until you learn them. This was just another moment where I was like, goodness golly, Reese, like, why are you jumping here again? After all of these lessons, and it really struck me. And just the shame spiral, I'll use Brene Brown's language, the shame spiral that came from that. 
I hadn't had one that bad in a really long time. And I was like, whoo, here we are. And it was just another realization of not only in relationships with your family, in relationship to your career, in relationship to yourself, but also in relationship to your friends. Do you jump to fear of not being good enough, of not being worthy, of not being lovable? And, and it was just there, plain as day, once again. I went into a freelance job in office that day as well, and I'm very blessed to work with a Reiki energy healer, um, the lovely Savvy Davidson, and she could just tell, <laughs> you know, that I had been going through it that morning, and she just asked me, she was like, are you okay? What, what can I do to help you in this, like, moment of overwhelm? And, you know, I gave her a brief overview synopsis, and she offered Reiki. And of course, I was like, yes, absolutely, please. I would love Reiki. And if that wasn't one of the most powerful Reiki experiences I've ever had. Um, Reiki, for those of you who don't know, is a form of energy healing that taps into Reiki life force love energy. And as a Reiki practitioner, you are trained to harness the power of Reiki energy and heal the energetic body of any client. And I had several powerful moments throughout this Reiki session. But the most powerful one was when Savvy was working on my solar plexus, which is kind of right here in your, in your belly. Roots a lot to confidence, self-identity, self-expression. Are we seeing the trend? <laughs> and I felt her place both hands right here. And we both kind of <sighs> breathed really deeply at the same time. And anytime I've gotten healing through Savvy, we have this really interesting experience where I'll think something and she'll say it out loud, which is wild. But I, I started getting these visions. And in these visions, I went back to my childhood home. And being pretty young, like 9, 10, and trying to go to sleep. And at that period of time, um, I could not go to sleep by myself. There was a really long period of time, actually, that I couldn't go to sleep by myself. And one of my parents would have to be in the room with me. It was this, like, deep-seated fear, anxiety, which now, of course, I think we can all probably piece together the psychoanalysis of you know, wanting the attention or care or love, the all of the different stories we can write about that, right? Overactive imagination, all sorts of things. But in this vision, neither of my parents were in the room, which is like unheard of for me in my childhood. Neither of my parents were in the room and I was in my body at like nine or 10 years old. And then me, as I am today, walked in through the door and just kind of like, petted little me's head you know like like a mom might do to a to a child just like a little loving caress and adult me said to child me there's no place for fear and then savvy repeated out loud there is no place for fear and then feeling her hands there on that chakra she said it is time to let go and boy, do you sometimes not know what you need to hear until you hear it. The glass began to break. 
I could feel it in that moment. It was a true cracking of that in a good way, in an opening way. And that cracking is hard and it hurts and it comes with like weathering things, but it's also opening and freeing and allowing. So once again, there was a lot of processing that day. (laughs) A really, really needed experience. And I felt a piece of that energy clear from me. The next day, I interviewed the next podcast guest. And I don't want to give too much away about the episode because you'll have to go listen to that one. But one thing did come up that we were talking that just aligned so powerfully with this journey for me. And it was about altruism. Altruism is doing something for someone else purely selflessly, getting nothing in return, not doing it for anything other than to help people. And in the world of philosophy, this is a highly debated thing. Is it even possible? Because even when you do something totally in a vacuum, just out of kindness for someone else, you will always at least receive the feeling of having done something good for someone else, right? Like the feeling of pride or boost or whatever that you get. So is altruism ever possible if you're always getting something in return when you help someone else? So is altruism truly possible if you're always getting something in return when you help someone else? In this conversation, my lovely podcast guest, Rain, said, of course, absolutely it's possible. Because what are we if not a reflection of everything, the universe? And what is the other person if not a reflection of everything, of the universe? The self and the other are merely reflections of each other. And there is always an element of us and the other and the other within us. Therefore, yes, whenever you do something to help someone else, you're always getting something in return. However, whenever you do something to help yourself, you are doing the most deeply selfless thing in taking care of someone else. (sighs) Then later in the evening, I went to a lovely event, or I say later in the evening, this was later in the morning. I went to a lovely event put on by a yoga studio slash community here in Dallas called Le Soul House. And it was a self-love day that they put on that was just open to the community that had some pop-up shops, a flash tattoo station, a flower bar, a coffee bar, some matcha, just a really beautiful, lovely experience. And Kelly was also there doing spot astrology readings. And I just got to have a beautiful conversation with a dear friend about wanting to step into our full expressions of self and I I don't want to go into too much detail about the conversation because it was highly personal and you know out of respect for my friend I wouldn't want to share anything personal but it, it was just another one of those moments another layer to this same journey of stepping into authenticity and releasing fear so here I am (laughs) Now talking about the experience of this last week, a couple days later, but I I don't know. I I feel like I've 
there's maybe a conclusion to put here, but I feel like I've kind of stated the conclusion throughout. I feel like the conclusion is pretty self-evident in that I don't know about you, but I am done with fear. It is a tool to listen to and pay attention to, but a tool that lets me know that I'm on the right path, not the wrong one. After all of these experiences and thinking of them as layers to the same journey that I've been going on, there, there's no way that I can logically or emotionally hold on to that fear anymore in a way that makes sense without some serious cognitive dissonance. <laughs> because having fear of abandonment, fear of betrayal, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough, of not being worthy, those are all simply fear of abandoning myself, of rejecting myself, of calling myself not worthy, of calling myself unlovable. And isn't where that, isn't that the thing that this has all stemmed from? Is this message that for whatever reason, I repeat in my own head, stay small. It is better to be small and tell yourself that you are not lovable than to have someone else tell you you're not lovable. That is what I had been telling myself. But again, I'll, I'll use the same like Wayne Gretzky quote mishmashed up, right? Like you're afraid of missing the shot so you don't take any shots. And so you're just living in fear because at least it's a known fear than the unknown what if. But life is too short to be the person that tells you that you are not worthy of love, to be the person that isn't your number one cheerleader, that isn't in your own front row. I I promise you, you are powerful. You are purposeful. You are intentional. And you are meant to be here in this lifetime. And I know that you know what that spark is. Maybe you've forgotten. Maybe it'll take some rediscovery, but it's there. In the best way, you can honor the world around you, the people around you, the things and people that you love is by honoring yourself, is by showing up as that person with that spark in every moment that you can. Because that is what is making space for the people you love to do the same thing. That is what is making the world a better place. That is what is making our universe one of love and collective joy. When we love ourselves, we are perpetuating love. The energy, the collective feeling of love. And that is what this world needs more of. And what is fear if not the opposite of love. So, I can't tell you what to do. (laughs) But I'm telling you that I will never again have a day that I don't love myself. I think think that sums up just about everything I want to say. So let's scoot on into the outro. If you are still here... (laughs) 
thank you so much for being here. I always feel a little uh, raw after these bonus episodes just because I tend to get into things, as you can tell. Um, and so I appreciate you being here and listening and knowing that there's someone else on the other side really makes it worthwhile. Please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give me a like, give me a rating, leave a review, leave a comment. You can head to the website, www.thecoherecollective.com. You can follow us anywhere you can follow anyone, all at The Cohere Collective. And there is more content everywhere. If you want to follow me, you can do so at Lillian Reese Brown on Instagram. Huge thank you to Tristan Morgan for making Meanings theme music. You can find him on Instagram at Tristan Morgan. Huge thank you to Nicole O'Striker for making Meanings art and podcast cover. You can find her on Instagram at Nicole O Creates and Nicole O Design. The word to describe how I'm feeling right now, first word that popped in my head was love. And as maybe easy as it is, you know, sacred sacred simplicity, (laughs) sacred simplicity. Sometimes the Texan really comes out, doesn't it? Love. It's what I say at the end of every podcast for a reason. It's what I'm going to start saying to myself more. And hope it's what you start saying to yourself more. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope you feel like you are living more coherently. Until next time, love.